You are listening to Message Rewind from Discovery Church. Hey, good morning, Discovery. Thank you so much for hanging out with me uh, at church, at home, except I'm not at home, I'm, I'm at the church I'm building. But nonetheless, welcome to church. So glad that you're hanging out with us. Uh, real quick, before we jump into the message, I want to just mention a couple of things. The first thing is, uh, happy birthday to Janice. Janice is our communications director. She basically runs uh, everything. So uh, if you're out there, man, just show her some love. Just tell her happy birthday because today is her big day. And a couple of quick announcements. The first thing is this, if you're not part of our email blast, we'd love for you to be part. Within the next couple of weeks, we're gonna be sending out a survey uh, and, and just to kind of get the temperature, uh, no pun intended, the vibe of, of how everyone is doing and how they're feeling. And as, as uh, myself and uh, Discovery's leadership team begins to plan and plot out what church is going to be looking like going forward, we also are kicking off brand new small groups tomorrow. And, and so uh, if, if you are not part of, of a group, and listen, I know everybody is Zoomed out, right? Like everybody is doing Zoom all day and virtual and, and everyone's getting tired of it. But I think it's super vital that that we're not just connecting with family or with our friends, but we're also connecting with our church uh, community and church family. So we'd love for you to uh, be part of that. Uh, you can also join uh, a group by going to discoverychurch.cc forward slash connect as well. You know, I was actually thinking about 2020 and let me just say right off the bat, I am pretty sure I'm not the only person that thought 2020 would look a little different. Now, if you thought 2020 was going to look a little different for your life, man, shoot like a little thumbs up or, or just say me, amen. I thought 2020 was going to look completely different. Uh, in fact, I was excited for 2020. Uh, for those of you that don't know, Discovery was a portable church for almost six years. And so we would set up, tear down uh, for, for six years almost. But I felt like as we are heading into uh, year six, that, that just... Uh, people were getting uh, a little tired of, of doing the setup teardown. And so we were just praying hard that, God, you would uh, show yourself strong in 2020. We had people praying and believing that, that, that God would open up doors for us to move into a new location. And then in October of 2019, we begin the talks of moving into our current uh, 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 place, home, uh, where I'm at right now. And uh, and we, we, we moved in 2020, we, we, we jumped in full of excitement, right? Like we had, uh, we had experienced amazing uh, just growth physically, spiritually, and, and things were looking good. And then all of a sudden, March 15th, 2020 happened. And we had to cancel our worship experience. We thought it was just going to be for a couple of Sundays. Fast forward, here we are, and we are still unable to meet in person. And if I was to be honest with you, I felt a moment of disappointment. 
disappointed in the potential of what this year could have looked like potential uh, disappointed in in how this year has has turned out disappointed that we can't meet together disappointed that people are getting sick uh, from this virus and just disappointed all over and I found myself in a season of disappointment now I wonder if, if, if any of you can relate to this feeling of being disappointed of having high expectations thinking that something will turn out one way and then all of a sudden realizing that it doesn't and you find yourself disappointed let's take it even closer to home i wonder if anyone watching this morning uh, can feel and understand uh, being disappointed specifically due to this virus see maybe for you you, you found yourself disappointed because you were laid off from work maybe you found yourself disappointed because you had to cancel a vacation maybe you found yourself disappointed because you you found yourself ill or, or someone that you know has become ill because of this virus and whatever the case i wonder if anyone could feel or if anyone could understand the feeling of being disappointed See, this morning I want to talk to you actually about disappointment. In fact, I want to talk to you about how to posture yourself in disappointment. And what we're going to do is we're going to look at a passage of scripture that will sound very familiar, familiar because in fact, we're actually going to be looking, continuing on in the scripture that we looked at last week. Now, if you didn't join us last week, uh, we, we looked at a passage in 1 Kings chapter 17. And in this passage, we were introduced to three characters. We were introduced to a widow, her son, and the prophet Elijah. And, and so uh, fast uh, little, little uh, cliff notes of, of, of what's taking place in this story. Here is this mom, uh, she is out. She's going to have cooked the last meal. She has no more flour, no more oil after this last meal that she's about to cook. She runs into this man named Elijah. And Elijah is a prophet and he says, hey, bake me some bread and then break, uh, bake you and your, your son some bread. And she's like, like, as much as it didn't make sense, she did it. And because she was obedient to the word of the Lord, she found herself, uh, she found her, her pantries to be over, uh, overflowing with, with flour and olive oil. And so, so we, we see the hand and the miracle of God take place in this moment. And we read in verse 16 of, of 1 Kings uh, that, that she and her son were able to eat and eat as much as they wanted. Come on, somebody, I love this story already. But eventually, what we see in the very next verse, she finds herself in a moment of disappointment. See, because in the very next, next verse, verse uh, 17, 
what we see is that her son becomes ill. And then not only does he become ill, but we find out that he actually dies. And I don't know about you, but that, in that moment, there, there, there had to have been this, 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 this sense of grief, of overwhelming sense of, of disappointment. Not only did she lose her son, but, but the way that she lost her son, because just a minute ago, uh, one verse ago, she, she was experienced uh, the, the, the hand of God, of, of, of the, the bountifulness of, of, of God in, in, in uh, providing for her and her boy. And then the very next moment when things are looking good, when things are looking grand, all of a sudden in that moment, bam, your son died. Sometime later, the son of the woman who owned the house became ill. He grew worse and worse and finally stopped breathing. She, the widow, said to Elijah, What do you have against me, man of God? Did you come to remind me of my sin and kill my son? Give me your son, Elijah replied. He took him from her arms, carried him to the upper room where he was staying, and laid him on his bed. Then he cried out to the Lord, Lord my God, have you brought tragedy even on this widow I am staying with by causing her son to die? Okay, so what we have here are, are two people trying to process the moment of disappointment. Uh, the first person we have is the widow, and she, she turns to Elijah, and she's like, why does God hate me? Why did you do this? Why did you kill my son? And she's full of disappointment, understandably so, about this predicament, this situation, this tragedy in which she had found herself in, this season, this moment of disappointment of why is this happening? Why did God allow this? Why are you allowing this to happen, man of God? So we have her and then we have the other person trying to process disappointment who's Elijah. And Elijah, I love this because he plays it off he tries to play it off really cool, right? He's like, the mom is freaking out, like, what did you do? And Elijah's like, just give me your boy. And he's like, chill, right? And he takes the, the, the boy up to where he was staying. He shuts the door. And then he, he like has like this meltdown. He, he's like, oh God, what are you doing? Why, why are you allowing this to happen? Why are you doing this? Why? And this is this idea of disappointment seen through this man, Elijah. And what I want you to notice is how Elijah, how he postures himself in this moment, in this season of disappointment. See the goal this morning as we look at verse 21, is uh, I want us to pull out three things that Elijah modeled while he was in the midst of disappointment so that you and I, that we can model these same exact things. So let's go ahead and look at three, uh, three ways that we can posture ourselves in moments and seasons of disappointment. Let's go ahead and start reading. 1 Kings chapter 17, and we'll start at verse 21. Then he stretched himself out on the boy three times and cried out to the Lord, Lord my God, let this boy's life return to him. The Lord heard Elijah's cry, and the boy's life returned to him 
and he lived. Posture number one, the posture of resilience. I love the word resilient. By definition, it's this idea of being able to be stretched or pulled and then come back to its normal state. And so it's this idea that it's unbreakable. And I believe that in the moments of disappointment, we have to posture ourselves in the posture of resilience. We, we, this idea of becoming resilient, of being stretched, but not broken. This, this little boy who, who embodies disappointment in what could have been, of what should have been, is causing Elijah to stretch. See, I want you to know this morning that whatever situation that you find yourself in, that, that I believe in faith, you got to know that you are more resilient than you think. I want you to know that you are stronger than what you think. I want you to understand that you are smarter than what you think. See, when God created and formed you, uh, he had put resiliency inside of you. The ability to be stretched and to be pulled, but to not break. This morning, I want you to be encouraged and to know that in your season of disappointment, the first thing that you and I need to do to remember is to posture ourselves in resiliency, to remember that we are resilient. The second posture that we see in verse 21 is this, the posture of of persistence now let's just pause it and just let's just think about this real quick elijah the first time he stretches over nothing happens now in this moment luckily for elijah no one is around at least that we know of and so uh it, it could have been a little awkward but at least no one saw right like no one saw the fact that he tried and nothing happened maybe maybe that's happened for you maybe you you You've had someone that's sick or maybe you're sick, uh, you're ill, and you've prayed for yourself or you prayed for that person and nothing happened. And you're like, whew, well, thank God uh, no one was here to see that. But what I love about Elijah is that in the midst of no one seeing that, he still tries again. So he tries a second time. He stretches himself over, over the little boy. And then the second time, guess what? Nothing happened again. And so here's Elijah. Uh, first time, fail. Second time, fail. Now in this moment, if I'm Elijah, I'm like, man, I need a new game plan, a new strategy, because this isn't working. In fact, if I'm Elijah at this moment, just because I know my heart and I know my human tendencies in this moment come this after the fail of the second time, I'm like, all right, I'm, this is dumb, not happening. This is, I, if I'm Elijah, I begin to accept my failure, accept my loss, accept my defeat. But Elijah, he doesn't just do it once. He doesn't just stretch himself twice. 
the text says that he, he did it again the third time. And what Elijah is displaying to us in this moment is the posture of persistence. The posture of persistency. Of not allowing one failure to dictate the original plan. To not allow the second failure to dictate the end result. Like Elijah, he was persistent. He kept moving and he kept going and he kept trying. This morning, I, I want you to know that in the season of disappointment, like we have to have the posture of persistency. Like we gotta be persistent in our approach through the seasons of disappointment. Listen, in, in, while we become disappointed, we cannot just choose to give up. We can't choose to lay down. We have to have it in our minds, this idea that I will keep pushing. I will continue to be persistent as I seek out all that God has for me. See, I think about the little boy. What if Elijah stopped at two? Like, what if, what if Elijah had stopped after the second time he failed? Like he just had to do it one more time before he began to see the miracle. See, I, I wanna ask you this morning, what, what if, what if your miracle that you're believing God for is one stretch away? What if the breakthrough that you're believing God for is just one stretch away? What if the moment that you've been pleading and petitioning God for for years and years and years, what if you are one more stretch away before God breaks the lid off of your situation and season of disappointment? So I would encourage you this morning to be persistent in your season of disappointment. Number three, the third posture, the posture of dependence. Okay, so right after Elijah stretches himself over the little boy three times, what I love is directly after that, after the third time, he begins to cry out to God. What I love about this is that Elijah, he, he reveals to us his source of strength. He reveals to us his ability and where his ability comes from. Elijah models for us the posture of dependency. When you and I, when we're going through these seasons and these moments of disappointment, that we have to become dependent even more so on Jesus. For a lot of us, we have become dependent on the news, on media. We've become dependent on, on our moments of disappointment from our friends or from relationships. But I, I, I want to tell you this morning that, that your dependency needs to be found in Jesus. See, our, our stretch, our, our resiliency, and our persistency is dependent on Jesus. This morning, I, I, my urge 
or my, my desire is that, that we would get to the place where we become so dependent on Jesus. And that when we do this, like we model ourselves and we position ourselves to get through and to move through our seasons of disappointment. Now what I want us to do is, is to look at the remaining verses of this story to really tie together why it is so vital, so important for, for you and for myself to posture ourselves correctly in the moments of disappointment. So let's read. Elijah picked up the child and carried him down from the room into the house. He gave him to his mother and said, Look, your son is alive. Then the woman said to Elijah, Now I know that you are a man of God and that the word of the Lord from your mouth is the truth. The, the mother, she sees two things. She sees, she sees the hand of God working in Elijah's life, right? So she says, man, I see God in your life. I see that you truly are a man of God. That's the first thing. But then she also sees the, the, the revelation of, of who Elijah serves. She, she says that I now see the truth. We know that Jesus is the truth in life. And so she... In the, because Elijah postures, postures himself so good in the moments of disappointment, the mother comes to a revelation of the mighty hand of God, not just working in Elijah, but through Elijah. See, here is why it's so important. Here's why it's so important that I learn to posture myself correctly in seasons of disappointment because it opens the eyes of people around me to see the hand of God working in me, but also through me. See, I want to encourage you, if you are in a season of disappointment, that, that, that you can posture yourself in such a way that at the end of it, when you come out of it, because you will come out of it, that, that when you come out of it, that people will be able to see you and they will be able to see God in you, but they will also be able to see God through you. Thank you for listening to Message Rewind. Come back every Monday night at 5 p.m. to hear the latest message from Discovery Church.